Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It is hump day. Thank you for being here. Bill Ryder with you. We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Appreciate you being here. Happy holidays. Wherever you are, most of you, wherever you're listening, it is cold and going to get colder. So wishing you on top of a happy holiday, a wonderful hump day, a diesel Wednesday. Also just sending you some, some, some warmth. My sister lives in Missouri. It's going to be a high of four there tomorrow. Um, diesel, how's the weather in New York? Is it warm? Is it balmy? Is it beautiful? You guys wearing shorts? Everything good? Uh, no. The complete opposite. It is frigid. Got it. Thanks for checking in. Worried about you. Sending hopes for a white Christmas for everybody and everybody's heaters work. That was Diesel, by the way, at Diesel CBS on the old Twitter machine. He's in great spirits. He loves Wednesdays. I don't know why. He's just he's a big fan. Uh, Andrew Bogus is going to be here in just a little bit. Normally, we would open with the news of the Mets splashing all the money again and stealing Carlos Correa from, and stealing is a little strong, but wrestling them back from a, a Giants organization that didn't like what they saw in the physical. And the Mets are now committed to $801 million in total outlay just in this free agency period alone. But you know what? We're going to wait on it. Normally I'd come on here and be like, this is terrible for baseball because it is. And this just reinforces the imbalance because it does. But you know what? Let's just let let's let Bogey have some happiness and some joy. Sometimes you gotta let your friends just lean into whatever they want to lean into. So we'll do that in twenty minutes. Disa, are you prepared for some positivity, or are you gonna go a different route when we get to Andrew? Oh, uh, you know me. I'm gonna do my that. thing. Bah hum fact. Not bu- not yeah, because it's facts are facts. I see what you did there. Don't call this guy a Grinch. Call him a truth teller. It's coming up in about twenty minutes. We'll do some NBA power rankings. Ross Tucker, former NFL player, NFL analyst and podcaster and buddy of ours, will be on the show in an hour. We've got buy or sell. And I feel like I tease basketball basketball, every day. And then we just run out of time at the end of the show. But I'm going to try to get to it either on Jalen Brunson or on Kevin Durant annoying me. I don't know. It's just going to be one of the – we're just going to figure it out as we go. If you want to call us, 855-212-4CBS, Twitter, sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Before we get into the meat of the the segment – just a, a, a rest in peace and prayers to the family of the Hall of Famer running back Franco Harris, who passed away between now and, and, and when we were last last on the air. The, the gentleman behind the Immaculate Reception, which 50 years ago to the day, almost a couple days away from that reality, was able to carve not just his name, and that's significant, but his team's greatness and one of the great moments in sports history into the ages. I mean, not to overstate it, but but one of the iconic moments in the history of sports. And um, to Franco Harris, 
who has left us and, and to his family, uh, a champion, the, the memories, a class act, and just wanted to remember him as we as we as we start the program again. If you want to call us eight five five two one two four CBS, I got to apologize to a lot of you. Yesterday, I, I pretended I was Batman, and a lot of you've been reaching out for help. I'm actually not Batman. I don't think Batman is real, so I apologize. Yeah, D, say you okay? When I Tom, when I was twelve, I wanted to be Batman. I was just like, if I get rich enough, could I actually become Batman? I'm thirty four. I still want to be Batman. If Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or one of the other billionaires had decided to become Batman instead of whatever they're doing, don't you think they would have been arrested on day six? Uh, yeah, I'd probably go less. I'm going to say four and a half would be the number. I mean, I don't think it would have worked. All right. Uh, I want to get into a a greatest of all time. I was going to say conundrum. I think I tweeted on Twitter, SportsWriter, Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, conundrum. But for LeBron James, I think that there's a new... It's not a requirement, but I think there's a new threshold for that level of greatness that is in front of him now, given the Lakers' unique situation. Anthony Davis is injured. The Lakers are, I think the like technical definition is heaping, burning garbage, I think is what, is if you get like analytical on it. The Western Conference is crowded, although wide open in its, in, in its reality, especially with the Warriors struggling without Steph Curry. And I think there's an opportunity here for LeBron James and what was a season that was going to be a coronation of his greatness to actually extend it rather than celebrate it as almost a past tense reality. And the reason that it that it's going to be a coronation is because, and it'll probably be sooner than this because with Anthony Davis out for about 30 days, LeBron presumably will score more points than he has. He's already scoring a bunch. He's 26, 8, and 6.5. And the guy's having a good season. He's a really good player. Even at almost, what, 38 years old, he turns his birthday's coming up in just, just a few days. LeBron is going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer around mid-February. M- maybe a little bit sooner. It'll be before the NBA All-Star game. And whatever your view on this or my view on this, because I'm a child of Jordan, so I'm, I think LeBron is probably the best of all time, and I think I look at it in a reasonable way, but I don't necessarily want that to be true. So I pause maybe more than most NBA writers and insiders and talkers would. But I don't think it's going to matter in 10 years. He's going to be the all-time leading scorer. He's going to have a bunch of rings. The guy's a machine. Top five in assists. When he passes Kareem, it's going to lock him in for history, even if we debate it in the moment. But something else has happened lately with the literal greatest of all times, or those that are close to it, that I think won't be remembered by the masses who aren't going to remember the details, but I think matters. I think it's significant. And that has been recently the bizarre, it really is ability for those that are the greatest of all time in their sports or have been competing for that title, that, that, that mantle, that honor, to roll back the years in, a, in an incredibly significant way and claim another accolade that is the most important in their, in their sport. The most recent example, soccer alert, the most recent example of this is Lionel Messi. At an age in soccer where you're supposed to be finished, where you're supposed to be done, they lost their opening, what, group stage match against Saudi Arabia. Messi had never won a major title for Argentina until a couple years ago, and you know, never won a World Cup. And the guy was an absolute whirling dervish of genius. He somehow he somehow took control and command of every one of those matches. And, and you know, Argentina won the World Cup a few days ago. We've seen the photos of people celebrating. It's incredible. But it also speaks, again, because Messi is now the GOAT. He already was, 
But it's like, oh, wow, someone that is that good, that is that talented, that, that otherworldly, that, that is that historically significant and amazing, who's still competing, can somehow harness the experience and the talent and the ability and just, and just coax a little more magic out of a, a, a fading, broken, in sports standards, body, against much younger, equally hungry and ambitious competition. But it's not just messy. It's easy to, to look past what Tom Brady's done, and I know it's really easy to look past it this year because he looks washed. He looks old. He looks like he's 85 years old. He looks like he should have a walker given him for Christmas. But the fact that we're here is amazing. That a couple seasons ago, he went into a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that we see it's not a very good football team. It's not. It probably wasn't then. And willed them to a Super Bowl, and another for him, is astounding. I won't go through all the sports, but... I think Rafa Nadal's worth mentioning because it's the end of the year, right? So it's a bit of a summary reality, too, because our last show, me and Tom and, and Bogus together, is on Friday, or I guess Thursday because I think Bogey's filling in for DA on Friday. But this week, because we're off next week, Nadal is, in tennis terms, even older than Messi and maybe the same age as Tom Brady. Like in, you know, there's dog years. In tennis and football years, each of those guys are 70. And Nadal won two Grand Slams this year. The Australian Open and the French Open. And i got to be honest, I can't remember the Australian Open. That was almost a year ago. It's, it's fuzzy in my mind. And I think there's an example that played out last night. Now, I tend to regard Steph Curry at a much higher level than, than maybe other people. I think he is easily, easily a top five player in the history of the game. And I know that for me, that means I exclude from that list because of his presence, Tim Duncan. I think Steph's better. Kobe Bryant, I, I think Steph's better. Some of you are going to just jump out of your chair. Will Chamberlain, I think Steph's better. I think he is. I think he's that great. There's a gulf, I think, between Steph and, for me, you know, in some order, Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, and then I think, it gets, I think it gets complicated. I think it gets really complicated. But if you don't believe me, just remember that last year, not even last year, in June, not really good at math, but I think that's in the neighborhood of six months ago, the Warriors beat a really good Celtics team. Hell, they beat everybody. They won 16 games. They won an NBA championship, and Steph Curry was astounding. But I think we all thought, unlike with Brady and the Bucks a few years ago, unlike with Argentina, for those like D-Cell that follow soccer so closely, I don't think Argentina's that good a team, unlike with some of the greats we've seen raise teams up in the past, including LeBron James, we thought Steph was on a pretty good basketball team. right? Oh, look, there's Clay and there's Draymond, and Jordan Poole scores points, and look at this young core, and blah, blah. So last night, the Knicks crushed the Warriors, and Steph Curry looked on in, in, in frustration and agony and, and, and anger. And the reality, I think, there's a, there's a photo going on on social media of the look on Steph's face, and it's the look of all of us that realize, oh, my God, it was Steph Curry all along who did it. It's Steph Curry who's got this heaping garbage of a team. It's what they are. And he carried them to a championship. And my point is this. As much as this is a year and a celebration for LeBron, as much as LeBron James in his, what, 20th season in the NBA, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer, is an astounding accomplishment. And it is an astounding accomplishment. There's also precedent from Messi, from Tom Brady, from Rafa Nadal, I would argue pretty aggressively from Steph Curry, from Michael Jordan when he unretired. Let's go back to the 90s and won three in a row. For LeBron James to have to look at this Lakers team that isn't very good, to look at Anthony Davis, who's injured, and realize that there's a duality here. I'm not a big AD believer because he's always hurt, but before AD got hurt, he was a top-five player in the NBA. He was the promise that he'd always been. And if you're the Lakers and you're LeBron, you don't have the same challenges, let's say, Steph Curry. Steph has got to get back and carry his, just carry his team. No one's coming to help. 
LeBron doesn't have to do that. He, if you believe AD can stay healthy, I don't. But let's say that, let's let's be optimists. Right? We're going to pretend the Mets news is good news today for Bogus. Let's just lean into optimism. LeBron needs to carry this team for the 30 days or so that Anthony Davis is out. And it's Anthony Davis, so it could be 45 days. It could be 50. It really could be. But if LeBron can carry the Lakers long enough to keep their head above water, and they play tonight. If LeBron can summon his greatness the way those other greats that I just mentioned to just keep the Lakers in contention for a playoff spot, and Anthony Davis can return and be the reinforcement or even the most important player, it is a chance for LeBron to do what modern GOATs have started to do, which is at an age where they should probably at most be a secondary player, at an age where they should probably just be kind of a hang-around with experience but a younger group of guys or even just mid-level career guys take over, LeBron James needs to look at the example of these other dudes that I've mentioned and realize that that level of greatness doesn't just transcend the sport at an amazing level at their prime. It turns out you can transcend the sport at an age where you're not even supposed to be competitive. You can transcend, in some ways, age itself. It's a challenge for LeBron James. And I think we've just taken for granted that he's amazing and he's going to pass cream and he's got a bunch of rings. But here's the thing. Steph Curry's got as many rings as LeBron. Steph Curry has two without Kevin Durant. And if Steph Curry can come back this year or next year and carry the Warriors to another one, I think there's actual legitimate threat in reality, if not in public opinion 15 years from now, to Steph being the better player than LeBron James. I really do. And so for LeBron, as he begins this journey without AD over the next month or whatever it's going to be, And I'm telling you, after the new year, you're going to start to see a lot of LeBron, Kareem. LeBron's going to pass Kareem. LeBron and Kareem hate each other. LeBron's the best of all time. What does Jordan think? Why does Jordan look angry when we ask him every day? The the subtext of this is true goats. And I didn't make these rules. Tom Brady made the rules. And Messi made the rules. And I think Steph made the rules. And Nadal made the rules. And Federer before before him made the rules. Hell, Tiger made the rules a couple years ago. We've seen the greatest of all time at least once summon enough of that greatness to push back against not just the players they're playing against, but the age that they're at. And this is an opportunity for LeBron to show that he's in that same class. You want to do a, a Mount Rushmore of all-time greatest athletes on the face of the earth? It turns out to carve your face in that stone now, you got to be able to win some of these games, some of these championships, summon some of this greatness when we thought you were past your prime. LeBron can score 30 points a game. The guy's almost a triple-double machine. This is possible if LeBron can just tap into it. We'll see. That's it. That's what I got. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. D-Cell, before Bogus gets here, there's only a 12% chance he's listening anyway. I hate, with a burning passion, the fact that another major market is outspending everyone on the face of the planet. It doesn't it doesn't mean I'm not happy for Mets fans. I am. But they have signed literally everybody in this offseason. It is they have spent three hundred and fifteen million dollars is the Correa deal. You've got Edwin Diaz for 102 million. Verlander, well, I can't remember. 90 million, I think, is what what he made. I mean, just go down. There's a bunch of guys. Total outlay. If you take the guys that the Mets have signed since free agency began and the total value of their contracts, it's 806.1 million dollars. They're going to have the highest tax, highest level tax threshold. It's the Steve Cohen tax in MLB history. It's about half a billion dollars in total payroll if you include the tax. And maybe they'll. And I'm happy for Mets fans. And so I just want to get this out of the way before we get to Bogus and let him celebrate. I'll try to be all positive and you be you. You be bah, bah fact. But isn't it, I just think it's so bad for the game, man. 
Nothing has highlighted baseball's biggest problem like last night. Everything that is wrong with baseball came to fruition last night with Carlos Correa doing a flip, going from the Giants to the Mets. Yeah, I don't know how baseball fixes it, and I don't think they know that they need to. Yeah, they don't care. All right, congratulations, Mets. You know what? There we go. Got out of the way. Expel it. I'm going to be really nice to Andrew. What are you going to do? What's your What's your move? Uh, I'm going to take the opposite approach. Okay, bah hum fact, which, by the way, is a compliment. Why does everyone have to be nice to everybody at Christmas? Why can't you be a little bit of a Scrooge? I'm not saying that you should make Tiny Tim work in the salt mines, but do you really have to buy the kid a turkey? That's why guys like me exist. Yeah, let's do this. Bah hum fact coming up with Andrew Bogish on this Mets News next here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you're listening to the writer than you podcast not gonna mix them up right now because one of them is exuberant joyous a 
fan of a baseball team that spends money, and the other is diesel. I think he actually is a fan of that team, just not exuberant. Uh, Andrew Bogish, congratulations, I guess. I mean, I think, right? Like, it's not your money. And I also thought your your uh, tweet at Andrew Bogish that you were excited to wake your son up from three hours ago was very, very sweet. Uh, and it went well. He was pumped up. I took a picture of his uh, smiling face on the little FaceTime thing. It was very, very cool. I'm glad that he loves these things now. It's fun. I don't know if you heard any of the show, but we've got kind of a difference of opinion here. On the, I just want to lean into your joy. I'm going to let you have just your moment. But but Cell does want to sort of go all Baham fact. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm not I'm expecting that. I will say that I, I don't need a moment to express my glee. I wouldn't say that I'm I'm gleeful. Uh, You're I mean, not. A week ago, I mean, it feels weird. Uh, partially because a week ago we sat here and said that 13 years and $350 million for Carlos Correa was nuts. Um, but I did say in that conversation that I would want him on my team for a shorter deal, even more per year. So um, I am a little conflicted, but it is pretty sweet that the Mets are badasses. And in the middle of the night with the owner in Hawaii, he just swoops in and takes away Carlos Correa from the Giants. Can I be a little Baham fact? Yeah, of course you can. A little. Yeah. Here's the thing that actually, more than anything else, makes me worried for the Mets. Because spending money is not necessarily a guarantee of success. You do want to spend money well. And as you know, Mr. Correa is a Scott Boris client, and Mr. Boris is um, a Svengali of sorts. He's a magician. He's a hypnotist, I think. And the fact that Steve Cohen, the, the owner of the Mets, who, who spent all this money, and, and, and God bless him for, for wanting to spend his money on on a team that matters a lot to, to folks, in this case in New York, that Steve Cohen said that he negotiated the deal makes me so worried that he got completely taken, that there's a reason there was a physical issue with the physical with the Giants and that maybe maybe he should write the checks but let someone else make the decision making I just you know what I'm saying Diesel I'm a little worried about it like he's so savvy he got the deal done via text it's like what needed to go down there the Giants had something flagged in the physical Steve Cohen came in and said uh Correa we'll give you 315 million dollars great done I'm a Met like what's so savvy about that he has money and he's aggressive with it. He gets credit for that, but now I gotta say that he's savvy. Who, Give me I, a break. Who's asking you to say that he's savvy? Who called him savvy. I don't know. The word savvy came up. Somebody said, savvy. "Yeah, people call him savvy, bogish." Back I'm, I'm off. Sorry, the people that you don't talk to on the street when they need directions, those people call him savvy. Yeah, probably. Excuse me. Do you know how to get to the uh, subway? No, I don't. All right, Steve Cohen, savvy. See, have a good day anyway. So to respond to your initial Baham fact, Bill, I think don't forget that the Mets apparently made a last-second right. push at Correa last week. So I'm assuming they went as far as talking actual framework of a deal. So does Boris call and go, hey, listen, we're out of San Francisco. They're dopes, whatever. We're leaving. You still want to do 12 and 315? Uh, so, I mean, I the, the, the full story that's written in the New York Post says that the, it was literally Boris and Cohen and Billy Epler. That was it. That was the, those, it was three conversations. Three people but in the how, conversation. The only owner I can think of who's intimately involved in this level of decision-making is Jerry Jones because he is the GM. I mean, it's, it, it is not you a normal— You don't think Hal Steinbrenner okayed 360 for Aaron Judge, who's being introduced right now in New York? I guess the Steinbrenners, who also, like— yeah, that's probably fair. But okayed is totally different than negotiated. 
every owner okay's every deal. Right, but again, I'm, I'm and that's assuming, the way that it works. I, well, there's, a, be, there's a process. Right, right. And my assumption is that process was mostly done, significantly done a week ago when they were trying to get Correa in the first place. He was I'm going to the Steve highest. Words. He going yeah. to the highest bidder anyway. Like what negotiation? Okay, who? What? Whose side are you on right now? Because you, I feel like you're you're kind well, of I, you're wait, kind but, of with uh, me, me here, DC. Let me pull this back. I'm super happy for you and the Mets. Yeah, I don't. Super you don't have to be. So, I don't. But I, I don't, am okay. But I don't need that. That's Merry not Christmas. How, I'm not part of this. I didn't negotiate it. I don't work for them. I like them, but I, I don't need congrats. I didn't do anything here for this. Well, bah um, humbug to you too, man. No, no. I just you don't have to you don't have to qualify any of your comments by saying that we're good. It's all qualify. I'm just happy. I'm happy for you. I can't be happy for my friend Andrew. I I, I appreciate it, but it's unnecessary. All right, that was, I'm Joy is never unnecessary. You. <laughs> You're also spending too much time around Tom. Yeah, I mean, I, so I think I think this would be different if this if there had been no previous contact and out of nowhere Carlos Correa was available and within 90 minutes just Boris and Cohen hammered out this deal, but they had apparently made an effort to sign him a week ago. So the conversations resume, and all the things you think didn't happen might have happened eight days ago, and they just said, yeah, that's still good with us. It's still good with you. Sure, we're done. Regardless of whether or not Steve Cohen was intimately involved in the negotiations or not, and I'm just going to take him in his words that, that he did it, it, it's a lot of money the Mets are spending. Yes. I think that bodes very well probably for you as a Met fan and for the Mets in general. We can talk about the destructive power that it leashes, unleashes on baseball and other markets another time. I'm just happy for you that you've got – I don't even know. I can't even keep track of the folks in free agency that that you have added to your roster at a total of $801.6 million, $806.1 million over yeah. the many years. I mean, the obvious next name after Correa is uh, platoon catcher Omar Narvaez. That yeah, happens. Big. Yeah, Significant. Adam Adovino is staying in the bullpen. Verlander's a big addition. I oh, think. right. Verlander, Nimmo staying. Yeah. Kodai Senga, maybe the next Tadeo Nomo or um, or you Darvish. More a mix what? of the two. Wouldn't you rather spend all this money on pitching, though? Like, if you're going to spend... Well, so that's the trap I fell into overnight. It, the idea that they're done spending in general is just is just wrong. Like, they're going to sign Otani probably in the winter, too, if they don't trade it for him in the summer. Because now they don't have to. They have prospects who don't have a place to play anymore, so they're now expendable. I mean, I would love to see. This is where Diesel. I'll get flipped. Because as much as I'm a hypocrite in this, I I really want to see Otani play in a place where he will be celebrated and spread the love of the game and play in the playoffs. And and that the Mets do qualify for that. Like get him out of Anaheim. I think at some point though, you're going to get numb to it. And like I know you're a Mets fan. It's all well and good right now. But at some point, like. We signed another big free agent. We signed another, like, we're spending the money like it's going out of style. Like, at some point. like I, I mean, I'm partially there now. It feels weird. It feels yeah, weird. You're being like, real negative about it, Andrew. Like, I, I would have been okay. Congratulations. Okay. 72 hours ago, I was bummed that J.D. Martinez got a one-year, I think, $10 million contract from the Dodgers. So the Mets, do, they did need it. For all the things they spent before last night, they, were, they could. The argument was there that they were still the third best team in the NL East. They needed to do something else. I wanted J.D. Martinez. He went to the Dodgers. I went, oh, that stinks. And then I wake up this morning to Carlos Correa. But I don't think Carlos Correa actually, I think it's a symbol of the commitment of your owner, which is significant, especially in baseball. This is me repeating myself from a week ago. I don't think Carlos Correa is particularly overwhelmingly great. He's He's a... He's pretty basic, man, for a guy that just got 12 years, 300 and 
$15 million or whatever in the world that it is. Well, here's where I'll, sp- I'll spin this in Mets-colored glasses. You can't do... You can't just do 12 and 315. You got to do $26 million a year, the annual average value of this. And that's actually not that bad for a player. Why can't I do? Because I think you can because, like, the deal's guaranteed. Well, the deal, I understand that. So you're paying him over the, you're paying him all of those dollars over all of those years. That I get. But if you're going year to year, if Josh Donaldson was $20 million, I'll pay Carlos Correa $26 million a year to be on my team. Well, you don't, that, that depends on how he does in year seven. Nine, eleven, right? I mean, it right unless there's three World Series in the first six, and I couldn't care less about the back six. Sure, yeah. I mean, all of it is all of it is part of the arithmetic, but I don't think it's as easy as he makes twenty six million a year. What a deal! Or this is because there no. is a market price, but thirteen. And now this this deal is twelve years, right? Twelve is a long, long time, right? But I guess my point is, and I'm not present this as, as that's being frugal or getting a deal on Carlos Correa. But I do think there's a different way to look at it, that you're, if you're paying Carlos Correa, on, if you're looking at just the year-to-year salary, even though there's many years you got to pay it, the year-to-year salary is not overwhelming. And again, if you get eight quality years of Carlos Correa, you can handle paying him 25 <laughs> mil for four more years at the end of his life. If you get eight quality years. Right, but, which, that's, but that's always the gamble. Maybe. That, not, a, not a 12 and 13-year gamble. But, I mean, the, the the Cubs just gave, what's his name, Bellinger, a, a one-year deal. Right. That is not the same level of, of risk as giving someone a 12-year deal, right? It, it, it You do have to account for the number of years, not just how much someone is paid per year. Yeah, but, evaluating the wisdom of the, of the decision. But you also need to evaluate the player, and Carlos Correa was exponentially better than Cody Bellinger in this past season. 100%. No, and there's a. I mean, Bellinger is signing a one-year deal so that he can go out and get make a bunch of money, which he might not get. And that, that doesn't burn the Cubs; it burns him. But right, no, I get it. He won't be a Cub in, in two years, one way or the other. It's or, a loner, or he's the linchpin of their the next wave of Cub greatness because he's great the this Cubs year, suck. and they go crazy and give him a ton of money. The Cubs suck. They're the Cubs. I, 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 uh, I accept it. I just. I also don't think Correa is that. It's one thing to have this conversation about Aaron Judge, right? We had this conversation. Like, okay, it's a long time, and how, but he's amazing. He can literally lift an offense almost single-handedly in, in a sport. But that's not, Carl, like, what is it about Carlos Correa that you plug into that lineup that you're like, oh, now, now we're better than the Braves? All you have to do is look at last season when he couldn't get a deal anywhere close to this, so he signed a three-year deal with Minnesota without after the first two seasons. Like, there was no market for Carlos Tom, Correa last offseason. Except for the Twins, who gave him a deal that had more money per year than the Mets just did. Right, but to Bill's but argument, again, it was three years with two outs after the first his, two years. His, his outs. Right, because he wanted to find a Suitor right. that would give him 12 years, $315 million, And it worked. Which didn't exist last year. Right, and then Trey Turner and Xander Bogarts changed it. And apparently this is also an idea of owners to circumvent the luxury tax, which is another kind of building storyline here. That's why all of these long-term deals are trying to be given out and out of position players. So the market's different. Yeah, nobody gave him to this last year, but it didn't mean he didn't deserve it. And the Twins were willing to pay him $30.5 million for three straight years. On a, very, on a very short deal. And to Bill's point, what did he do last year to make those numbers inflate? You said it. It was the other players signing bigger deals. It was nothing that Correa the market, did. The market dictated his, his contract, not right. his excellence. Exactly. Here, here's my question. Sure. Do you think, Do you think his arrival mm-hmm. 
with the Mets significantly improves their chances? Because I don't. I, I mean, I could, I guess, semantics. You have to tell me what significantly improves it, but they are better today than they were yesterday. And I, and I, they're better I than. Mean, listen, Eduardo Escobar was their third, was their third baseman up until this morning. Carlos Correa is a better player than Eduardo Escobar. He is. He's a better player. He's closer to Austin Riley than than Eduardo Escobar is. And Escobar had some great moments for the Mets last year. But we, Carlos Correa is a better player. We're in agreement that if they, and by the way, if they win a World Series. It all, it's all going to work out, even though no one will remember that. I mean, look at the look at the Lakers. Everyone's mad at Anthony Davis, and they did win a championship a couple years ago. But that, in order for them to win a World Series, and they've signed a lot of other people, and I think Verlander is much more significant to their hopes to win a World Series this upcoming season than Carlos Correa. But to what degree is this risk? Is this investment? Is it's three hundred plus million dollars? To what degree, on even a five year timeline? Does it does it significant? You bring in Otani, I think it significantly alters things. You have Aaron Judge, based on what we just saw, it significantly alters. There are guys you can point to, who I think are critical to this. Mookie Betts was critical to the Dodgers run, right? When they do, you, Carlos Correa. I don't. Am I missing something? I, I just he's not that level of ball player. No, I, I again, this deal is not ideal to me. In a vacuum, does he also pitch? He it's, doesn't do an Otani, does he? Yeah, but you know what the Mets didn't do last year? They didn't hit against the Padres. They couldn't get a hit off of three different Padres starters. That's a so few games. No, I know, but those are the games that ended their season. Yeah, but like that's a pretty that's a pretty small sample size on which to give a, a third of a billion dollars over five hundred twenty-one I, contracts. I understand. I I said this from last week. I would have given Carlos Correa a six-year deal for one hundred and eighty million dollars in a vacuum. That he would have said yes. Anything I would have said that would have been my offer or something in that area. Clearly, he was not going to take that. And clearly, he had at least two teams who were willing to pay him a dozen years and over $300 million. So he had suitors this year. I don't I don't think that he is worth this. None of these guys are worth this money. He might be less worth the money than other guys are less worth their money. But he's a better player. He's on a team that is not going to be hamstrung by this money. They are never going, and if they do, shame on them, but they are never going to say that they can't do something because they're giving Carlos Correa $26 million a year. It does not take them out of Otani. It doesn't take them out of trading for worth, a pitcher. Is this, they're just breaking the market but the for sh- guys but, but the, the guys, a little better. The guys who are worth anything are, is a short list. Trey Turner is not worth what he got, but he's but the Phillies are better. But I think Trey Turner is a significant, can be a difference maker. I just maybe I'm on an island. I don't think Carlos Correa is that great. I just don't. I think he's a he's a he's fine. He's okay. He's got to be not healthy. amazing. He's got to be healthy, and he never has been, and that's the biggest question mark. But over the next thirteen years, it's, I mean, it's lock. He's no, coming no. into his. Let's his talk about the, let's talk about the next eight. Give me the next eight years. And I mean, hopefully those a last long yeah. stretch too. And give me the, those last four. If anything happens in those, great. But I, the next eight need to be when he's healthy and productive. And it, if it doesn't matter, to Steve Cohen. If it doesn't actually limit his spending. If if the worst case scenario is I got to pay this guy two hundred and forty one remaining million dollars to be a bum, and he doesn't care. You're right. It's not a Mets problem, but that is a baseball problem. I'm not doing this one again. I'm just, it is. I'm just telling you it's a baseball problem. I'm not. It's not I'm a, happy it, for you. It's not you. a baseball problem that teams are, play, baseball are, problem. are paying players to get better. I'm, that's teams. Not a, teams. Teams. All, all six of them? No, exactly the point. The six who are spending Sorry, money are I, not the problem. We're not I doing this again. We're not changing it. I just have a question. Hold on. No. no. Do you say how many teams play in Major League Baseball? Is it six? 
Uh, no, last time I checked, it's more than six. Okay, I was just, just circling to that because I don't. I'm having a whale of a good time here. I said that because you, you have a like whale on your Cubs. shirt. You like the Cubs. You like that. You like the Cubs should be doing this. Tell me why the Red Sox, by the way, have not spent any money this offseason. That's worse for baseball than what Steve Cohen's doing. The Pirates, the Royals, collecting checks is worse for baseball than Steve Cohen writing checks. But here's the thing. They're all interconnected. If you're the Royals and you're an owner, you can convince yourself, well, if i got to spend $2 billion on Carlos Correa and give him a 521 year, I have to actually give a contract to his, to his kids, his grandkids, and his great-grandkids as part of the deal. I can't compete. I'll just collect the money. But the choice to not compete is theirs. It's not being dictated to them. It's they bad have all the way this money to spend. It's bad all the way around. But I, want, I don't have this. I'm happy for it. Ah, bah, hum fact. Is everybody in New York? I saw the Yankees fans like, oh, I'm jealous. I gotta be honest, I'm jealous. Like, okay, man. He's not even that. How much is Otani worth on the open market, by the way? 40 mil a year. At le- forever, right? Like, you just give him a deal for however long he. 40 and 15? Is that is that what it is? Or more? Uh, I don't think 15 years. I could see I could see 10 and 400. I would I mean I he'll he'll command more than that. That's a starting point, I guess. Yeah. But not I, 15 years. How old is Otani? That's why it's not 15 years. He's not 30 though, is he? I thought he was. I thought he was 28. If I have I, his I, age I, wrong then maybe 15 is in play. Shohei Otani is 28 years old. Okay. So 15 could be in play. Ugh. I would I would love Otani to be a Met, though. Yeah, me too. This summer. Pretty, pretty great. All right, good, good talk. D-Sound, do you want to? I kind of broke my own rule. I was going to be all positive. Uh, I got to be honest. I feel worse after this. <laughs> I don't feel any any better. Just I'm not about at, life? No, about, I just it's a bad day for baseball. It's a really oh bad day for baseball. Oh, my God. He's People right. are gonna... talking. Every other conversation is no one cares about baseball. Where's baseball? It is a... Wednesday during football season, and people are talking about baseball. It can't possibly That's, be a bad day for baseball. It's going to last. No, yeah, this one day of like talking about the Mets is definitely going to carry over and help the sport. When it, what's better, I, one or zero? What's better is like eleven or fifteen. Good. Or, I don't then know, tell 162. the Royals. Then tell the Royals to get involved. I will tell Steve Cohen to help pass rules with owners and allow him to do what he's doing. Sounds good. Let's meet in the middle. Let's meet towards the bottom where the Royals are and the Pirates. Let's meet in the middle. Let's have a floor and a ceiling. Yeah, there already is a ceiling. He's going to pay. He's going to pay those teams another a hundred. There's not. Million. There's a tax. That, yeah, there's not a hard cap. There's just who? like here's more money. That goes to whom? That reinforces the same. The owners who don't have to spend any money. Why are they able to do it? Because Steve Cohen's just going to pay them not to compete. Your guy's responsible for both ends of the problem now. No, the problems existed before he got here. Let's end on a happy note. Let me just can we just end on a really positive thing? We're all going to unify all of us. Emily in Paris season three is out today on Netflix. Okay, that means nothing to me. It's so dumb. It's such a great dumb show. See, Netflix is this company that overspends on content that nobody actually watches, and its stock price is down like forty percent this year. It's bearable for something. Yeah, okay. let me know when the Mets stock price is down, or the Mets don't show up for work or pay, or have to lay off people. Or the Mets finish second in their division. Okay. And can't score enough runs in the playoffs. And it's like, we got to spend more money. Look, whatever. I'm happy for you. It's not good for It's not You're good not for You're not happy game. for me or for baseball. Leave us alone. Well, I'm not happy for baseball. It's good for you. It's bad for baseball. I'm choosing you over a sport that has a century-plus tradition. I'm choosing our friendship over what's best for a game that used to be America's pastime. 
Now it's just the thing that puts people to sleep sometimes. America's lullaby. Now when you're watching the Mets hit and pitch their way to 105 wins this year. We, yeah. Okay. We're going to circle back. I, I, I know Diesel's getting real antsy. He looks like Steve Cohen did waiting on, on Boris to call him back. He'll, he he'll do anything right something now. Something else to be angry about. Unbelievable. You sound I, I like the joy. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. No, thank you. Man. I think deep down you know because your 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 uh your spirit is, is is not as joyous. I thought I thought it was gonna be like, yeah, we did it. It's different. You know, let's do this. Let's do the world's quickest NBA power rankings. It's gonna be pretty fun. There's be all kinds of markets that are in there, even some small ones. It's interesting. It's coming up here on uh the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update for Mr. Christmas himself, Andrew Bogus. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. I, I like the details revenge. What, what, do you, what do you think? How's that, how's that looking, pal? Yeah, I mean, I definitely need it given how you and Bogus treat me. I, you know, being nice hasn't really worked out. I feel like that's a misnomer. I feel like I have exuded nothing but sweet love and kindness, and sometimes Andrew gets a little grumpy with you, and I just step in there and I'm like, hey, I got your back. Yeah, you're like, hey, while I think this is really funny, you know, you're being mean to Diso. I mean, I do laugh sometimes. Uh, if by sometimes you mean all the time, then yes. Do you know what's not funny? You know what's joyous? You know what's filled with love and support and all kinds of praise for those that earned it? Let me guess, let me guess. NBA Power Rankings. Some will rise. Others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NBA Power Rankings. Number five. This is crowded right now. I'm going to go Pelicans. I'm still tentatively a believer in New Orleans. Now, we've talked about the fact that Zion's got to be healthy for this to be true, but if he is, they are deep. They are interesting. They play defense. They've got a dynamic score. CJ McCollum is an excellent player. When Brandon Ingram is healthy, New Orleans could have some real magic. Number four. Cleveland Cavaliers, baby. How cool would it see to be to see the Cavs win a championship without LeBron? Not an anti-LeBron take, just how good for that city to experience some joy and to have a sense that they're well-run enough. And I think they are under Colby Altman, who runs basketball operations, to succeed without one of the greatest players in the history of the sport. These guys play the Bucks tonight. Really interesting team. They have 11th best offensive rating. They have the best defense in the sport. I love the Cavs. I also like the under night. 217, under 217 against a really good Milwaukee team. Number three. Now here's where things get a little tricky. Memphis Grizzlies. I look, not to not to, to poke at the bogus bear. But New Orleans, not a big market. Cleveland, not a big market. Memphis, not a big market. But the NBA's been set up in a way, and it took a while to get here, 
where you can build a team that's dynamic through the draft. doesn't have to be free agency. The CBA is set in a way where guys will often take the extra money and stick around that extra year. Memphis is a poster child for this. I know they got to make a deeper run, but when, when Ja was healthy last year, they played that Warriors team so tough. These guys are battle-tested. They're young. They're hungry. And John Moran is a star. Number two. Milwaukee's not the world's biggest market. Almost the number one team. They are mediocre offensively. They're the second-best defense in the game. They've got the best player on earth in Giannis, and they would be number one if it wasn't for, I think it's a surprise. Maybe it shouldn't be. Number one. Boston Celtics. Yes or no, Boston Celtics are a surprise to you, D-Cell, given Ime Odoka. Uh, yes, very much a surprise. I think so, too. They are so good and so dynamic. Let's do, I know this is a short segment, because we spent a lot of time talking about Carlos Correa. Let's just do a fun honorable mention. Honorable mention. The Brooklyn Nets. I know I have to say them out loud. Wow. They're playing well. Wow. I don't think it'll last. I think it's a house of cards. I think it's like Jalen, believe in Jalen Brunson's Michael Jordan. But I'm open to being wrong. Man, people are still mad at me on Twitter. They are big mad at you. I just want to know where it came from. Well, as you said, Knicks fans are very rational. You know, they got a you know seven-game winning streak, eight-game winning streak. Yeah, winning uh, games. They think they won the championship. Yep, I mean, that's how it works. You definitely win the whole thing in December. That was the NBA Power Rankings brought to you by Time's Out. It's not really a thing. It's just what we do sometimes here on the show. Uh, Let's talk some NFL. National Football League magic coming up from our guy Ross Tucker when we return in a moment here on this hump day on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 